ahead on set. Rolling. Action. Action. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Ink Cut, another episode of Movie Review, and today we have Lightyear. Yes. Yet another animated movie, mm-hmm. and the first animated movie we did was, what was it that we did? Oh gosh, I don't, it wasn't Chippendale. It was, I think it was Chippendale. No, really? It might have been. I thought we've definitely seen more animated movies, but I could be hallucinating, I don't know. Yeah. Well, today we're coming with Lightyear, this movie that supposedly is the movie that Andy saw Mm-hmm. Uh, in Toy Story and then wanted to buy the toy from that movie. Uh, I don't know about that. But supposedly that, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, so yeah, we're just here to talk about it a little bit more. We saw this movie about three weeks ago, I want to say. Um, but I think it's it's been an, enough time for us to be able to put this out for people not to like be worried about it. Um, spoilers too much. Yeah, it's also going to be uploaded on a Disney Plus, I think. That I saw somewhere it said in August. If it, I think it's already so, up. Maybe know. it's already up. I don't know. But I know that they have a little short documentary <laughs> on how they made Lightyear already on Disney Plus. If you want to go see that, hmm. um, it's about thirty to forty-five minutes. I watched it on a plane. It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> it was basically talking about how they came up with the idea. Uh, so a lot of great people involved. Obviously, it's from Pixar. It was released originally on June seventeenth, directed by Angus McLean. Um, again, it's a Toy Story sequ- sequel prequel thing. Well, in theory, it's like <laughs> movie within the, his- the the universe. Yeah, this is Buzz Lightyear's movie, um, pretty much. So it's let me get its cast up. I know Buzz was voiced by Chris Evans, the one aka and only. Captain America. We love Chris, um, and then we have. Of the character Mo Morrison, voiced by, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this name, Taika Waititi. Zerg is voiced by James Brolin. Izzy Hawthorne is voiced by Kiki Palmer. I recognize her voice <laughs> immediately. I love Kiki Palmer as an actress. Angus actually also voices one of the characters. Um, so nice, like, director okay. who wants to voice character moment, voices the character Zyklops. Socks, the beloved Socks mm-hmm. cat character, is voiced by Peter Sohn. Um, Airman Diaz Effin, is voiced by Evan Ramirez. Alicia Hawthorne, which is basically Buzz's best friend, is voiced by Uzo Aduba. And we have some great names um, listing as well, such as Bill Hader, um, who I'm sure you guys recognize. Um, but yeah, pretty awesome cast. I enjoyed all the voice acting. Like I said, I love Kiki Palmer. I think Chris Evans did a great mm-hmm. job. Um, but yeah, so now let's go on to summarize let's do it. what this movie was about. Like like we said, um, this is Buzz's movie, so I'm sure you already have an idea of what the plot is. We know that he's a space ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this goes into a little bit more detail. I got this particular summary. It's a fantastic one from PixarFandom.com. So I'll read it out. So... Buzz Lightyear, a space ranger in Star Command, and his commanding officer and best friend Alicia Hawthorne explore the habitable planet Takani Prime with their new recruit, Feathering Hempston. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how you say it. They are forced to retreat their exploration vessel after discovering that the planet hosts hostile life forms. Buzz damages the vessel during the retreat, forcing the crew to evacuate in order to conduct repairs and continue their journey. One year later, the crew have constructed a 
an ascent colony along with the necessary infrastructure to conduct repairs. Buzz volunteers to test hyperspace fuel, a key component of the repairs. However, after a four-minute test, he finds that four years have passed on Takani Prime due to the effects of time dilation from having traveled at, um, like, a reality speeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Buzz, because of traveling through, like... He's traveling through, through space and time, yeah. pretty much. In those four minutes, four years passes. So Buzz is introduced to Sox, a robotic feline, and continues testing the <laughs> hyperspace fuel. With every test, four more years pass into Connie Prime until eventually over 62 years have passed. During this time, the colony develops. Alicia raises a son with her wife, Kiko, subsequently dying of old age, and Sox improves the fuel composition, allowing it to obtain faster-than-light speeds. Against the orders of his new commanding officer, Commander Burnside, Buzz uses the new fuel composition for a successful hyperspace test. Upon landing, Buzz discovers that 22 years has now passed, during which Takani Prime has been invaded by Zyklops robots, Mm -hmm. led by the mysterious Zerg. Buzz meets up with members of the colony's defense forces, including Izzy Hawthorne, Alicia's now-adult granddaughter, Mo Morrison, a fresh, naive recruit, and Darby Steele, an elderly, paroled convict. (laughs) She's one of my favorite characters. While initially reluctant to work with them, Buzz eventually warms up to them. Together, they plan to attack Zerg Sip and destroy the invading force. Following an encounter, Zerg abducts Buzz, bringing him aboard his ship, where he reveals that he is an older Buzz from an alternate timeline in which he escaped from Burnside's forces after the successful hyperspace test. I will say, I did not like that twist. And I'll say why later on. Okay. I did not approve of that twist. So, aided by the effects of time... It is kind of weird. It is really weird. Aided by the effects of time dilation, he traveled to the far future, encountering a technologically advanced and abandoned vessel. He assumed Zerg's identity by wearing his signature Mecha suit, is how they refer to it. Mecha? Well, it's M-E-C-H-A. Would that be Mecha? Mecha. Okay. Make a suit. <laughs> and travel to the now present to obtain more hyperspace fuel from Buzz in order to travel back further in time and prevent the exploration vessel from landing on Takani Prime in the first place. However, Buzz refuses due to the implications of the possible temporal paradox of a result from such actions, which would wipe out the current timeline and everyone on it. Meanwhile, Izzy, Moe, Darby, and Sox board Zerg's ship to assist Buzz. After a chaotic assault on the ship, Buzz and his comrades in arms destroy the ship and escape. However, Zerg has survived survive the ship's destruction arrives and attacks bugs bugs <laughs> bugs bunny bugs bunny grabbing the hyperspace fuel as zerg prepares to destroy him buzz shoots the fuel causing him causing it to explode and incapacitate zerg with the fuel gone buzz wishes to, to stay on takani prime upon landing burnside to get arrest buzz but relents allowing buzz to revive the space ranger corps Buzz selects Izzy, Moe, and Darby and Sox to form the core of this organization, much to Burnside's surprise. Buzz and his team are then sent off to a new adventure in Parts Unknown. In a post-credit scene, Zerg is revealed to have survived the explosion. Ooh. So first off, what what did you think about the movie? I liked it. I think I think they were trying to tap a little bit into nostalgia, obviously, mm-hmm. which I don't think was pretty successful because mm-hmm. it's a movie that... We've never seen. Yes, it is a character that we know, mm-hmm. but um, it's just not the same thing as seeing like a Toy Story movie, mm-hmm. you know. And then there are also things that it was pretty much a fan uh, service that they did yeah. with some things like showing where the actual phrases he says in Toy mm-hmm. Story movies come from. I did hear that quite a bit. Yeah. But there is some stuff lost that I would have loved to see more of. Like, Sarg saying, I am your father. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, I mean, Sarg is literally Buzz anyways. 
So yeah. he is not Buzz's father. He's just himself. That's what I had a problem with. I thought this is supposed to be. I thought the initial Buzz was based on like a Star Wars parody, mm-hmm. where it's like the Luke, I am your father. Ah. I mean that. I thought it was that sort of thing. So when it was revealed that it was Buzz, like it made sense for the story, but it didn't make sense for what I thought I knew about Buzz the toy. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was actually supposed to be his father. Yeah. Like, who's became evil. I think like overall, it, it was a good animated movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I will put it up there with Toy Story or oh, any not. other Disney yeah. uh, for that matter. Uh, I think there's been better Disney movies coming out lately than Buzz Lightyear. Uh, than Lightyear, I mean. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good watch. I think I think I will rewatch it, like, in the future with uh, mm-hmm. my kids eventually. Yeah. Or I will watch it with uh, my little siblings or... I'll rewatch it just because at some point, whenever I forget uh, what goes on in that movie, uh, just like any other Disney movie, honestly. Yeah, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it wasn't so heavily attached to Toy Story. I think it's a great standalone mm-hmm. movie on its own. Yeah, it's a great I plot. Agree. But they were trying to market it unsuccessfully. Yeah, and I think that's that's where a lot of people are coming from with if it gives it like a bad review cuz no one's saying that the story is so awful or saying that um like the plot didn't make any sense at all. It was the worst movie. The animation sucked. Like no one's saying that. I mean, per it's se. beautiful. It's a very beautiful movie. It's just the fact that it was supposed to be about the toy. Like personally, I'm watching that movie I don't want to go buy a Buzz Lightyear toy. He didn't seem like this all-star action hero that Andy thought he was. You know, because I remember even in the first Toy Story movie, there's this whole commercial about his karate chop action figure and he can fly and I just had all these assumptions about him and it just felt like, yeah, Buzz is human, sure, in this movie, but... He was supposed to be more epic the way that now, Andy was. There are a couple of things that I think would have made it so that in the universe Andy was really into buying this toy. Mm-hmm. We see in the after credit scene that there is an option for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's both for us to eventually get a sequel, perhaps, but also for Andy. Andy saw the after credit scene and thought, there's a sequel of this movie. And given that it has, like, that kind of, like, Star Wars connotation kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you could think of this movie as a Harry Potter kind of stuff Mm -hmm. in which you want to go get the ones. You want to go get all of your house uh, merch. I think this is the same thing in that universe in which uh, Lightyear, it's an actual, like, franchise. Right. And it's really built into, like, Mm -hmm. the core of um, a culture. Yeah. Uh, So I think, like, with the sequels and everything, it is something that is, like, okay... I gotta get myself a buzz before before they're like more expensive mm-hmm. or out of stock and stuff like yeah. that. It's just hard because it doesn't seem like that's the way that the toy was marketed in the movies. Mm-hmm. So it just feels different. Like not even like the video <laughs> game, because in the video game in Toy Story two, I'm going really deep into Toy Story lore. <laughs> in Toy Story you love two, Toy Story. T the Rex the character plays a Buzz Lightyear video game, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just Buzz on his own. There's no Izzy, there's no Socks, there's no team that, is that another he's working thing. If on. he has... Uh, I mean, there is the whole thing in Toy Story about um, Woody uh, mm-hmm. being part of this group in which he has, like, um, Bullseye, and then there's mm-hmm. uh, Sally, is that her name? The the, cowboy, the cowgirl? 
I don't remember her name. Oh, no. Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> there's Jesse, and mm. then there is the guy that is, like, really mad and has the pickaxe. So there is that part in which you know that all of these toys are from mm. the same show. Yeah. And they're all sold, um, like, separately, but they're part mm. of the same group. Now, if Lightyear was the movie that Andy saw, I think... All of the other characters he would also be sold. Izzy and so- I want to buy socks. I, I would, would have bought to have socks, socks for sure. as like a toy. Andy would have definitely said, I have mm-hmm. Buzz. I definitely need socks now. Yeah. And he would have gotten the entire team because he loves role playing. Yeah. And how are you going to role play as Buzz when he has a team? Buzz, you know? That's why I'm thinking like this would have been so much better as like a standalone separate from Toy Story. Because yeah. you can't add in <laughs> all this plot point. When you've already established so much about how the toy mm-hmm. of this person was presented. Like, he was a standalone, only, his only goal in life was to f- defeat Zerg. Mm-hmm. He had no friends, apparently. No nothing. It was just him versus Zerg. Now, another thing that could be possible is that the movie that made Andy want this toy is actually mm-hmm. the sequel. Because we see that uh, Zerg is alive in the, in the after credit scene. Maybe in the second movie, Buzz decides to go on his own and go defeat Sir because he has to do it. That wouldn't make sense for this character, though, because it's like, oh, well, I want to help you. Let me help you. That was the whole point of the movie. Yeah, it's but like, now they have a whole space planet to take care of. I don't, I know. don't know. We're just trying to speculate over here. Now, on that same note, I think eventually we might be getting a maybe a short like mini series kind of thing about Woody. Like, the actual show that Andy saw. You think so? It could be, because, I mean, they already made, like, really quick for, I think it's the second movie, and that they're watching it, and mm-hmm. supposedly they didn't finish it because they cut well, the show. Well, the thing is, that <coughs> show supposedly existed in a black and white format. I know. Which, Andy was definitely born significantly after that. But he still loves the toy. He's, it's still his favorite yeah, toy. Yeah, but he didn't have the rest of the gang. So I'm going to assume that he never actually watched the show. He just got that as probably like a Christmas present. I'm just saying maybe. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe as a mini. If, if they make it into a movie, that I'm going to disagree with. Because now we know that it's not a movie that anybody saw. It's a show. Yes. And that needs to be kept the same way. Anyways, um, <laughs> on to some reviews. This first one is from BBC. So this one says, if Lightyear had been a rollicking Flash Gordon style yarn about a space ranger zooming around the galaxy and zapping evil aliens, you could see why it might be Andy's favorite movie. But McLean has made a frustratingly slow, melancholy mm-hmm. drama with a gloomy gray setting, drab, uninspired production design, and a depressing story that's hardly livened up by the forced banter on the predictable pratfalls. Worst of all, its doubt-racked main character is a lot less endearing than the swaggering lunk we know and love from Toy Story. Lightyear doesn't even establish who Buzz is or what he does, but he is... But he and his space ranger sidekick, Alicia, seem to be some of the sort of security guards who work on some <laughs> sort of colony ship. And then it goes on into more detail as well. So, um, this review is not only hating on the plot, it's also hating on the production design mm. and the way that it looks as well. I think it looks pretty. I thought it looks really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's in space. you got to make it look pretty. State-of-the-art CGI, that's yeah. for sure. I thought it was gorgeous. I mean, it's hard when... You're not, the whole movie isn't traveling through space. It's staying on one planet Mm -hmm. or going up into the sky (laughs) (laughs) or technically space, but it's just surrounded by stars. You would have more fun if he was exploring multiple planets. Yeah. So that, 
I think that's more on the plot end, not on the production. But team. I still felt that the feeling mm-hmm. of like space and how like like space as in like the place. Yeah. Because they're moving throughout the entire planet, mm-hmm. and you can see how they have their va- base, mm-hmm. and then there's a different base, and now there is Cirque's ship or whatever yeah. it is. So you you can have that feeling mm-hmm. of they're yeah. moving around. And I did really <laughs> like how they incorporated the buzz suit. Oh yeah, for movie. sure. I, I think that, that was, was a really, really nice well touch. Done. I was waiting for it because mm-hmm. I was like, in none of the show, in none of the like trailers or posters or anything, they show Buzz with the actual suit, mm-hmm. which was really bugging me, and I was like not liking that that's whatsoever. His thing now. But so then towards the end, he actually puts on the the, well, they, he the purple. Off with it and then yeah, yeah, put it back on later. Yeah, with the, with the purple thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, yep, that's the one. Yeah. Now, did he ever shoot lasers out of his arm? I don't remember that. In the show, he does like the maybe in the, briefly. The, in the Toy Story movies. I mean, I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe it was like, don't press that. To now, guys, what? another quick thing: if Andy saw this movie, do you really think he's gonna be happy with a toy that doesn't have the suit that explodes into a ball or the invisible? I know. I it's super cool. Like that ball is just super cool. I wanted to see the karate chop action, man. That was my thing. <laughs> but no. Did he ever say that I'm falling with style? Well, no. That was actually a thing. He, I thought he did say that. Yeah. He, no, no, no. He used to say at the beginning of Toy Story. He used to say I'm flying. Oh. But then Woody taught him to say I'm falling with style. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't have made sense. This next review is from hcpress.com. I just got the last bit of the review here. So much about Lightyear falls flat from the action to the setting to the unfunny jokes and characters. Okay, I like socks, and Andy should have wanted a toy of him instead of Buzz. Yes. But the human characters aren't memorable. The yeah. best scene in the movie is a conversation about sandwiches, and not because the writing manages to make sandwiches exciting. More like this is the closest thing this movie has to a creative idea. That Much was like so Buzz cool. Isn't used to the new sa- new kinds of sandwiches. I'm not used to Pixar movies that are this bad. A grade oh. C minus. Oh my goodness! I know. But the that sandwich, sandwich scene though, was amazing, and it makes so much sense. What do you Don't want? Don't spoil so much it. Per- Don't spoil it. Let everybody else see the sandwich scene. The best scene in the movie. It's it's just so simple. Yeah, it is but so simple. It's so I want to talk about so it though. No, no, let them watch it. Let them be anticipating the sandwich scene. I already said the entirety of the plot. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Watch the movie for the sandwich scene. It's my favorite scene, and it's ridiculous in the best way. I don't <laughs> think the movie was that bad, though. Personally, I was laughing with it. I was enjoying it. I didn't really notice if any of the jokes... I will give it a B-, minus, not a C plot. Not a C-. minus. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think the jokes were that bad. Definitely, the human characters were unmemorable. One character that I really like, and that kind of goes with the human characters not being memorable, is um, the robot that couldn't say where the thing was. And at the end of the movie, we see an after credit scene of him actually finishing the sentence of, like, this is where Cirque's base is. Oh, yeah! He, no. he doesn't know when to shut up. That, yeah. that robot. Oh, I love that guy. Now, on that note of characters, human characters not being memorable, I am kind of happy that they did the the thing in which um, Buzz's best friend has a, a wife and then has kids mm-hmm. and whatsoever. But they try to make it so it's really important that she dies. Mm-hmm. But we or were that barely... it's like really heartbreaking for him. 
But yeah, I don't really think it was um, that big of a deal for mm-hmm. us as the audience that this character died. Yeah, definitely not. So the this last one is from space.com. Hmm. Wow. I know. They have to write an article <laughs> about the Lightyear movie. It's space.com. So it goes on to say, there's no denying that the technical aspects of Lightyear are top-notch, proving beyond infinity that Pixar is still the sterling standard of CGI animation and will be for decades to come. The outer space vistas, roaring rockets, alien spacecraft, and Zerg's invasionary robots are stunning and imaginative. And just it as pure science fiction eye candy, it's all supremely addictive. The Academy Award-winning Michael Giacchino delivers a wonderful score to add to his many Pixar soundtracks that include The Incredibles and Up. Um, and Helmer and Helmer Angus McLean provides solid directorial skills and propulsive pacing. But watching nearly 100 minutes pass in this Toy Story-related movie, I was prone to feel some charm leaking out of its colorful sci-fi balloon. The storyline felt sadly redundant and derivative at mm. times, pieced together from other better flicks. From that, I blame the inner... Inert screenplay by Angus McLean, Matthew Aldrich, and Jason Headley, um, and partially a misguided sense of Disney accountants pawning this film off as the part of a Toy Story legacy for mm-hmm. financial gain. Yeah. I mean, they Ouch. liked it. I think they're going about the same point that mm-hmm. we are. Like, yeah, it was good, but you could have done it better, pretty yeah. much. It could have fit Toy Story a lot better, or it could have been it a could have really not cool fit Toy standalone Story, period. Film. Yeah. I think it would have been awesome as its own thing. I would have enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so how many stars out of five would you give it? Clapping boards. Oh, clapping boards. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'll give it three. three. It's the lowest that, I've gone, fair. I think, in any of our movie yeah. reviews. But I think it's fair for this one. Mm-hmm. It's good, but I'm not about yeah. to rewatch it right this second. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed my experience watching it. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that I really don't think it matched up what Buzz Lightyear was in Toy yeah, Story. Yeah, I think it was a lot of anticipation on this mm-hmm. movie, and it just didn't deliver. Yeah. I appreciated what they did. Like, anytime there was a line that I recognized, I got excited. Yeah. When I mm-hmm. saw his suit, I got excited. But it was definitely a letdown when things didn't really add up. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of expectations as to what I already assumed the plot would be, so I would also give it three out of five. Not saying that you shouldn't watch it, but... Just be aware yeah. of that fact. I would say watch it. Mm-hmm. That way you get it out of the way. That's about it. Out of the way? <laughs> oh, no. Don't refer to it like that. <laughs> no, I, I think it's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good enough. Your kids would love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For kids, definitely. Like, yeah. if your kids haven't seen Toy Story or haven't been growing up with Toy Story, I think they'll like... Or if they don't care as much as I do because I watch Toy Story movies religiously every year, then, yeah, they'll yeah. like it a lot. They'll like it a lot. <laughs> But yeah, thank you for being here with us one more time, one more day. And Happy hope... August to you all. Wow, it's already August. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you in a couple of days. And... and...